Welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast hosted by nutritional coach Jessica Tai, where we are dedicated to promoting health and overall well-being through nutrition, specifically the ketogenic diet. We will provide you with all the latest science in nutrition, interviews with experts in the health and wellness field, and answer all your burning questions so you can find optimal health. This podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice and is to be used for informational purposes only. Please contact your doctor with any and all medical questions. Now here's Jessica. everybody and welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. This is episode number 25 and I am your host, Jessica Tai. I'm so glad that you're joining me here today on this 26th day of December 2017. I cannot believe that it is the day after Christmas. I don't know about the rest of you, but oh my gosh, I just feel like it went so fast. I guess I kind of always say that though. It just feels like it is all this anticipation and prep to get to Christmas, and then it is just gone so quickly. So I hope that you all had a wonderful holiday, um, whether you celebrate Christmas or another um, holiday around this time that you all enjoyed some time with family. I think that's always the most important thing. And if you are newer to keto and you're trying to... Uh, change your lifestyle and your nutritional habits. I hope that you guys were successful in finding some good ways to do that this holiday season. Um, I know last podcast episode, episode number 24, we definitely talked uh, quite a little bit about that on how to kind of navigate the Christmas parties and all the end of the year. Well, actually the end of the year parties will be coming up here (laughs) this weekend, I suppose. So if you haven't had to navigate those parties yet, hopefully you can go back and listen to episode 24 and get some ideas on how to do that. So, you know, I was, um, I've definitely let you guys in on uh, my big secret is that um, this is a lifestyle. It's not a diet. So I don't go into the holidays thinking, oh, well, I'm just going to eat whatever I want and then I will get back to my diet when it's over. Um, I just think that that's the wrong approach. I think it puts a lot of Um, I think it puts a lot of pressure on you and it really, because you go from, um, I know for myself anyway, whenever I try to do something like that with, uh, the way I'm eating, it always makes me feel like a failure. makes me feel like I wasn't strong enough to stick it out or, you know, and then I start not feeling good or I put on a little bit of weight and then I feel like, gosh, I really screwed up and maybe I shouldn't even bother. You know, it's like always that perpetual Monday's coming start, but Monday never gets here. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'm going to start after the first of the year and then something happens after the first of the year and you're like, well, I already screwed up. So I'll just, you know, forget it. This whole week's a scrap. I'll just start next week. So it's that diet mentality. I think that is really hard on us. Um, just all of us, men, women, everybody. So I think if we can look at it as a lifestyle and you are eating this way, whatever way that is, whether it's just whole foods or paleo or if you're if you're ketogenic or trying to dabble in keto, maybe you're going that direction um, and you're doing it for health reasons. If you can just remind yourself, you know, this is for my health, that's for my future. Uh, if you have a family, it's for my family, my children, my spouse, you know, those types of things that you're trying to make sure that you are avoiding these Uh, chronic diseases that we're faced with today, um, you know, diabetes and heart disease and even cancer. So so I hope that you guys are able to kind of remind yourself of that. And you know what? If you're at a Christmas party and you want to have one of the Christmas cookies, just eat the Christmas cookie. So that's okay. No big deal. Just don't just don't go down that, well, I already had that Christmas cookie, so I guess I might as well have the pecan pie too. And oh, well, I guess I should have the pumpkin pie. Oh, and they have that cake. I should eat that too. And well, what the heck? I might as well have all the mashed potatoes. Just don't go down. Don't let yourself get in that mentality. You just remind yourself while you're doing it. And if you want a little bit of something, that's fine. But just, you know, trying to keep the majority of the way you're eating true to how you want to be. You know, how do you want to feel? How do you, you know, how do you know that it's going to serve your body right? So, I mean, even me doing that, I can tell you that after um, yesterday, so my family, we, my family, meaning my husband, Derek, and our five kids, we spent a day of total rest yesterday. So we got up with the kids, they opened their presents, we, you know, have little ones that play with 
you know, their toys. So they played with their toys. And then my older ones, you know, played on their their new video games and whatever. And we played board games as a family and we ate leftovers all day and it was fantastic. And we literally, all seven of us did not get out of pajamas the entire day. It was amazing. <laughs> so it was so fun. So we did that yesterday. And you know, with that, I have to be honest, I was feeling a little bit um, not so great. I'm definitely feeling a little bit bloated. I've definitely overindulged a bit in this last week on things that I don't typically eat, like sugar, you know. So anyway, um, enough about all that. So I hope you guys had a blessed Christmas. Everything was great. Enjoyed lots of family. I hope you're going to have a great um, intro to your new year coming up. And I just wanted to touch on a couple quick things before I introduce you to my guest today uh, for today's interview on the podcast. A um, couple of things I wanted to address. First of all, last uh, episode, last week, uh, episode number 24, I talked about the potential of doing a group coaching session. Thank you to everybody who has reached out and let me know that you would like to do that. I still have not made a decision on whether or not I'm going to be doing that or not. Um, so if you do have interest in that and you would be interested, please do send me an email and let me know that you're interested in the group coaching session. It would be six weeks and I believe I would do it for probably, it would probably be 295 per person. So if you need to figure out if that works within your budget and I would be starting it probably the second or third week of January. So, um, so anyway, that's, I'm still trying to make a decision. I have had, um, Quite a few people reach out and say that they would love to do a group session, um, but I've also had several people reach out uh, since I did that episode and say that they want to do personal one-on-one -on -one coaching. So, um, you know, my the one-on-one -on -one coaching right now is my priority. So, if I have many more of those actually sign up, I have a couple starting this week and um, a couple starting next week, and then the new people that have reached out. Um, in addition to the clients I'm currently working with, if I have a lot more of those, I will not be able to accommodate a group session right now. So uh, just putting that out there, I don't want to discourage you. If you're interested, please do reach out to me so I at least know, as even if I don't start one right now, maybe in another month or two, depending on when my one-on-one um, -on -one clients, when their sessions are ending, I may have the ability to, to work it in sometime in February or March. So just, um, just let me know if you're interested and we'll go from there, okay? And um, so let me get into today's episode, the interview, which is going to be such a treat for you guys. So in this uh, episode, in this interview, I am interviewing Marie, Maria, sorry, Marie, Maria and Craig Emmerich. Now, I am certain that probably most of my listeners know who they are, but if you are new to keto and you um, really are kind of just getting into this lifestyle, you may not have heard of them. So I want to tell you a little bit about them. Um, they are an amazing couple, an amazing keto couple. And Maria is just really uh, just one of the first experts you should think of when you think of keto. So let me start with Maria. So Maria runs a thriving nutritional nutrition and consulting business. Her clients have found that ketogenic diet improves problems with high blood pressure, metabolic syndrome, and more weight loss is just a bonus. She truly understands the connection between food and how we feel. Maria is the international best-selling author, author of several cookbooks, including the Ketogenic Cookbook with Jimmy Moore, Quick and Easy Ketogenic Cooking, The 30-Day Ketogenic Cleanse, Keto Restaurant Favorites, Keto Comfort Foods, and Easy Dairy-Free Ketogenic Recipes, which I have all of those. <laughs> she really is amazing. Um, Craig is her husband. So Craig Emmerich graduated with a degree in electrical engineering and has always taken a systems approach to his work, he followed his wife, Maria, into the nutrition field and has since dedicated his time to looking at nutrition and human biology, biology from a systems perspective. Over the last eight years, he and Maria have worked with hundreds of clients to help them heal their bodies and lose weight, leveraging their own biology to make it easy. Maria and Craig live in Wisconsin with their two chil children, and you can learn more about them and their services on their website, mariamindbodyhealth.com. That is, again, www.mariamindbodyhealth.com. You can also follow both of them on Instagram, which we will share more about that at the end of this podcast. 
And today we are going to be talking about her brand new book that I am holding here in my hands right now. It is simply called Keto. And that is the complete guide to success on the keto diet, including simplified science and no cook meal plans. So I know many of you will love this book and the, and the no cook meal plans in there. I am excited to say this book does release on January 9th, so you don't have much longer to wait for this. And um, I really hope that you enjoy this interview. I think it's going to be great information for you guys. I'm going to introduce you to Craig and Maria which um, if you haven't been listening to them already on other podcasts, you are going to want to search them um, up and find them because you will love them. So without further ado, let me welcome Maria and Craig Emmerich to the Keto Lifestyle Show. Hi, Maria and Craig. How are you doing? Awesome. Thank you Thank so much you. for having us. Yeah. So um, before we get started on some of the um, keto questions that I'm sure people want to hear and they they know that you know what you're talking about when it comes to keto and cooking. And I mean, oh my gosh, your recipe books, unbelievable. Aww. And um, I have several of them myself. I think maybe my favorite one right now is the Keto Comfort Foods. Oh, thank you so much. That warms my heart. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. Well, and those recipes, I mean, what's more heartwarming than comfort food? <laughs> Especially thank you. when it's keto. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but if you guys I wouldn't mind just either Maria or Craig or both of you, um, kind of tell us a little bit about, I would just love to know how you guys met, um, how you, I'm so in interested in your story um, as a couple because my husband and I um, have been together a long time since we were very young. We started dating when I was 15. He was 17. And um, and we have done all of our businesses together. So I would just like to have you guys kind of tell us a little bit about how you guys have uh, pulled all that together. Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, we met, I was uh, 17 and maybe we'll just keep out how old Craig was. Oh. <laughs> what were you, 25, 26? And we actually, I came home uh, up to our hometown, which is the same hometown. We both grew up in the same hometown. Uh, and we were at this wedding and it was a wedding where uh, I knew the person and Maria's family knew their family, and it was, so we both ended up at the wedding. And and I told my sister-in-law, um, I said, I like the guy with the sunglasses on his head. He's cute. And she said, if you want to talk to that guy, you're going to, or if you want to meet him, you're going to have to go up to him because he is shy. And it's so true. He really was. Oh, that's so sweet. So what was the hometown? Where, where do you guys come from originally? Medford, Wisconsin, which is the birthplace of frozen pizza. Tombstone <laughs> pizza was, I mean, it's just crazy to think that everywhere, there's frozen pizza everywhere now, but that is the birthplace of the first frozen pizza. It started at a bar across from a graveyard that my dad worked at. And his best friend said, Joe, do you want in on this business? And he said, nah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, hence the name Tombstone Pizza, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? But I think about how different my life would be if he oh. would have said yes. Um, but I'm grateful he did say no. <laughs> yes. That's so funny. So I love your your accents, your guys' oh. accents. And I don't know if everybody picks up on that. But I have a, a friend that, I, well, a couple that my husband and I, um, had a business with, were business partners with for years and we would travel to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Um, they lived in, um, Mora, Minnesota, eh? Well, and, yeah, sure. <laughs> and so we would travel up there probably once every, um, probably four times a year. And, um, oh man, you guys have some <laughs> brutal winners. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, we're watching the snow right now. I'm so jealous though, because it's like 55 degrees here, and I'm like, "What? Christmas is coming, and this is what it's gonna be like." <laughs> I know, right? I want white Christmas. <laughs> that that part is nice, but after Christmas, it gets a little old. Yeah, well, I'm sure. I mean, I remember going up to visit our friend, and um, I mean, half the time we would get around on snowmobiles. Um, yep. You know, yeah. just it was so bizarre the first time. I'm like, this cannot be, um, this can't be real. And then you look <laughs> around and like there's snowmobile tracks everywhere. <laughs> uh huh. Sometimes it's the only way to get around. <laughs> yeah. So it's really cool. So, okay. So you guys met at the wedding and then yep. um, you ended up dating, getting married, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, before I wasn't even 21 at my wedding. I wasn't even supposed to drink, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have you beat. I was 18. 
<laughs> oh, bless your heart and happy anniversary. It was what, Monday? Uh, Thursday. Thursday. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, thank you. But yeah, everybody says when I tell them I've been married 21 years, they're like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> and I can see them trying to do the math in their head. I'm like, don't even bother. You'll never figure it out. Because <laughs> nobody ever guesses that. I, we literally got married the year that I graduated high school. Oh, that is so cute. But you know what? When you know, you know. Oh, you do. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. So, and then I know that you guys have a couple of adopted little boys, which is, um, you know, we have five kids total. I have three bio kiddos and then two adopted little girls. Ah. um, So I just love that you guys have, have also gone that route. Um, And having both adopted and bio kids, um, I can tell you there's just something super, super special about adopted children. And, um, just knowing, like, I know my girls were made for us. I mean, Oh, I they, see that all the time. We do yes. have so much in common, Jessica. Yes. I mean, and I just know, and I, and it's, it's kind of a unique perspective because I have, you know, both bio and adopted. And I know that, you know, I'll get questions a lot of times from people that are thinking about adopting and their fear is that they're not going to fall in love with these kids. And they're like, how, you know, is it's going to be different and it's not, you know, they're not mine. And I'm like, you have no idea what you're talking yeah. about because the, you will end up with the child that was made for you and you will feel it. It will. And my girls, I mean, they, they could not, they could not be more my girls if I had given birth to them. (laughs) You know, and that's a lot of our, uh, story is that we have gone through during our adopt, when we started adopting, we had a terrible job loss where we lost pretty much everything like our cars and I mean, you name it. And you know, with adoption, when you lose a job and insurance and all of that, you lose, you have to start over, which we didn't have the money to start over. Um, and man, it was such a dark time of our life where, I mean, I didn't want to get out of bed. And I remember my mom saying that those, those babies weren't born yet. And that really got me through that really dark time. And now that I have my kids, I know people see us as a different race. And so obviously they're adopted and, Mm -hmm. but to us, it's like, Oh, well, they're my kids. Like I know some people might see it as different, but it's, it's just like they're when I'm away from them, even though the quietness is welcome, (laughs) I feel like my arm is cut off, you know? No, that's so, that is so interesting, Maria. We, we, so we had a very similar experience. We pretty much lost everything um, in the economic downturn. We are, uh, our, we have several, you know, we do several different things where we call ourselves serial entrepreneurs, which is kind (laughs) of a disease actually. (laughs) But, um, but kind of my husband's main gig, I guess you'd say, is he is, um, he's a realtor and we were both realtors at the time, but in in 2007, we, um, I mean, oh my gosh, it was devastating. What was that Brad Pitt movie about, um, the housing crisis? Like, uh, is it like Moneyball or something like that? I I forgot what it was, but it was really heart wrenching watching that. But it was like the same deal. I mean, we lost cars, we had to short sale our home and it was our home that we had built. We had planned. This was going to be our family (laughs) estate the rest of our lives. And and we were going through the adoption process at that time. And, but you know, same kind of scenario. We, we could not, now we had not gotten, it sounds like as far along as you had at that point, but we were going down the foster to adopt road at that time. And we thought Ah. that's what we were going to do. And when, when all that happened, of course, we had to take a step back and go, man, you know, this is, we can't do this right now. And, and then when we did get back on our feet about a year later is when we um, decided to start the process for our little girl from China. So, but, and then, (laughs) and then we had several different things happen along the way and that, that process got stopped several times. And it wasn't till about three, two or three years later, we ended up adopting from China and same deal. When we adopted her, she was two and a half years old. She wasn't born when we started the process. So it all worked the way it was supposed to work. And Lily was supposed to be our daughter and just trusting God that he knew what it was, was very difficult. (laughs) Oh yeah. That what I mean, our stories are, oh my gosh, a lot alike. (laughs) But you know, 
those yeah, dark times a lot of times end up being the source of something new and yes. and great and that time was when maria started to put together information about uh nutrition and and start her first <laughs> book so that's yes. kind of we had nothing else to do so i started writing and actually um i was a rock climbing guide uh, when um, this all happened and I, I went to school for nutrition and exercise physiology, but I didn't, I wanted to be a mom. Like that was what I wanted to do. Um, however, like you said, God had a totally different plan that I was not listening to and I kept ignoring. <laughs> yes. um, and I, uh, so, someone where I was lifting weights said, you know what, Maria, you're going to start a blog. And at the time I was like, what's a blog? I've never heard of a blog. <laughs> you know, this is so yes. long ago. And she said, you're going to write down your recipes and then you're going to put it into a cookbook to help raise money for your adoption. Yes. And I don't think this woman understands the, what she did for me because it helped me wake up and get out of bed in the morning. Yes. Um, and it went gangbusters. It really did. And I just can't be more grateful for all the support and love we got from people because it did pick us off our feet. And then it enabled us to Craig stays home with the boys and homeschools. Uh, so we're just so grateful that it turned a 180 on us and we're very grateful. Yes. Uh, that's so, that's so beautiful. Yeah. I kind of the same deal. I started a blog and, um, and actually the blog that I started um, when I was going through the adoption process for my daughter from China, which got suspended along the way, but that is how someone contacted me about our, our other daughter who was not born yet, but the birth mom um, was looking for a family to place her with um, wow. adoption. And we ended up uh, going, you know, meeting this birth mom and I was there when, when my other daughter was born. Um, she's oh my a domestic adoption, so I, I cut the cord. I was the first to hold her. Like, it was – but wow. had I not written that blog, this other person wouldn't have even known we were going through that process of adoption. Yeah. And, wow. You know, and then if we hadn't – and then I just think, like, but if I hadn't done that, if we hadn't adopted Gabby – we would have, you, you know, it just all worked out so perfectly. Cause like I said, Lily wasn't even born yet. So, yeah. So, you know, we would have, it was, it's just, it's so interesting the way it works. There's a quote, one of my favorite um, pastors is Greg Rochelle, Rochelle. And um, he is uh, amazing pastor. But anyway, one of my favorite quotes that I recently saw he put out um, on his Instagram page was God will use what you learn in your storm to help someone through theirs. <laughs> And it like mm. makes me want to cry even reading that quote, but I think that's so true because what you, that storm that you, you know, you guys went through that and then you, like you said, you had nothing else to do. It was free to write, you know, yeah. So, yeah. so you had plenty of time on your hands and you're, you know, you're writing and, and getting through this all because this woman, you know, planted that seed in your life. And yeah. then now through that hardship that you were going through, you were able to build this incredible, you know, career that, that it's this path that I know that God wanted you to go on because what you're doing now is helping so many other people in this just life-changing way. Oh, thank you so much. And I, yeah, it really feels like it was meant to, and even just being with Craig, it was meant to be yeah. with him. Well, and it's a, it's a even more so that message is very much true today for us as well, because, you know, I was recently diagnosed with Lyme's disease and have been struggling with it for a lot of years. But uh, I look at it as it's going to be a long journey for me to get through, but I'm writing everything down. I'm documenting everything. And I know that all the information I'm learning as I go through it will help our clients who come to us with Lyme disease. Cause so. we see chronic pain, like undiagnosed chronic pain a lot and, um, learning that there's a lot of diseases like Parkinson's MS, all of these things where, could Almost a hundred percent of the time, they are found to have Lyme disease. Also, when you look for the right markers for yes. Lyme disease, with the right it's tests. usually Craig was tested years ago uh, a traditional test that came back negative, and um, 
it was actually my publisher that said, those are always negative. They're the wrong. Very high false negative rates. Yes. So. So, yeah, I just actually saw that. Um, actually, Maria, on your Instagram, I, I was actually the next thing I was going to ask you about was um, the Lyme disease and how how you're dealing with that. And, and I saw a little bit about what Maria wrote, um, just about how you guys are trying to attack it you know, through keto, through nutrition, through some, so what are some of the things that you guys are doing and, and, um, just kind of tell me a little bit about that. Well, um, first of all, we get a lot of Lyme's clients and just going keto helps them tremendously. Um, and it's an interesting situation with me because I've always been keto. And so I think that, um, that helped me to live with it longer, which I guess not necessarily was a good thing. He's you know? a warrior. So you end up because the the longer you have limes, it it becomes chronic. It it allows all these breaks on your immune system and allows these all these uh you know parasites and things to get in that it makes it much more complex to deal with um, down the road. Uh, but now um, you know I'm learning through we're we're blessed to have a contact through through our publisher he's actually writing a book on limes with, with some of the top experts oh wow um so we're very blessed to have that connection because i'm able to uh get their protocols uh which are the leading protocols for combating limes right now and, and then I work with a doctor, actually had to go to San Francisco to get one to work with me on this. That's the other thing that we've learned is there's so few Lyme's literate doctors out there that know how to deal with Lyme's and they're up on the latest treatments that I, I actually had to fly to San Francisco to see one. Wow. Um, and so it, the, the top experts that are writing the books for their publisher, they're, you can't get appointment less than six months out. Um, and dealing with this for this long, I didn't want to wait that long. I wanted to get started. So, and he's a he's a carnivore, and they tested him uh, with all these different tests. His B12 basically non-existent. His iron in the tank. Yeah. It's just those parasites, you know, took over and just causing so many other issues. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, um, you know, I, I can't imagine you in better hands as far as someone to <laughs> be by your side for the nutrition part of it, <laughs> for sure. Um, so that's, you know, that's really, that's amazing. I'm, I'm interested, definitely interested. Do you know when this book is going to be coming out? January 9th. Oh, you mean the Lyme's disease? Yes, book? the Lyme's disease. Oh, no, he, it's, uh, it, it'll probably be a year down the road. Okay. But there is a great documentary called Under Your Skin, which is almost disturbing. Yeah, it talks about limes, how we got to where we are now with the lack of knowledge in the medical community and, and treatment. Yeah. It's, it's it's a really good documentary for anybody who wants to learn more about it. Okay. Yeah, that's really good information. And speaking of the new book, so yes, I want to talk to you about your new book that you have coming out. <laughs> So um, tell us what the book's called and when is it going to be out? It's just keto, period. <laughs> <laughs> it's just keto, yep, and it comes out January 9th. Okay, January 9th. Yay, that's super, super soon. That's going to be great. Yeah. This, um, this episode will, will air next Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, so then people only have to wait like two weeks. Awesome. <laughs> and they can pre-order now. So yeah. Okay. And where can they go to pre-order that? We'll give you a link to include. It's but just there's on Amazon. Amazon or, you know, Barnes and Noble, that type of stuff. So everywhere. Okay, great. And then, um, so I have been perusing the new book. So um, all my listeners are jealous, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, there are some great, th I mean, everything that I read through in there is, awesome. Like you did oh. such a good job, both of you guys, um, just putting it together and making it easy to digest, pun intended, um, <laughs> you know, easy to just understand. And I like the order that it's written in. Like, it's just really good. I think it's gonna be really great for people that just are like, 
Because this keto thing is all the rage, right? But it yeah. really is. But that's the thing. Like um, Craig, his background is uh, electrical engineering, and he was a product manager for a long time. And so he taught the salesman the science behind of the things that they were, you know, selling. And he was really good, and he still is really good at explaining very technical processes in a simplistic way without speaking underneath you and without speaking over you he finds that sweet spot so everybody can understand and that's why i was so grateful he was um willing to write this with me oh yeah well that totally comes across in the book for sure like i felt like Thanks. it was so you did a really good job craig i mean it was definitely exactly what maria just said <laughs> you know just very easy to understand so one of the things um there were a couple of things i wanted to point out for my listeners just to kind of entice them a little bit because i really think that they're going to want to get this book um but one of the so on page 21 and 22 um assuming that this is going to be the final uh <laughs> yeah the final copy um you talk about it, the kind of the eggs for breakfast it's you guys are you talk about the different um breakfasts like you know, we used to have eggs for breakfast and now here's the, here's like today's version of you could do if you had eggs versus if you had, um, cereal, cereal, like a bowl of cereal. And I've got your, I've got the, the book pulled up here in front of me now. And I was going to read a little bit of, um, of, of that part. Cause what blew my mind and I, what I loved about this as well as many of the other parts of the book was this part is especially for people that don't really, maybe they're trying to figure out like, well, why do I even, why do I even want to know about keto? Why do I care? Yeah. Why isn't it? It's such a, just like, it's just so like slaps you in the face. It's like, it's just so it, like right there, like this is it. Like read this. Like you say option one is a cup of cereal with skim milk and a banana. And option two is two eggs with two cups of chopped mushrooms, peppers, and onions. And I'll bet you if you ask the majority of people out there, which is your healthier start to the day, they would tell you option one. This yeah. smart start cereal, which when you read how you guys have it broken out, just in black and white, the calories, the the carbs, that's the part when you start understanding what carbs do to your body and this yeah. overconsumption of them. When you read the the carb differences between those two breakfasts and you just, it's staggering. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason why I did those two options is because... I mean, I, when I went to school, we were taught that food pyramid on the bottom, it was seven or it was nine to 11 grains. And so I was thinking I was doing my body good. I use smart start cereal in this comparison because I did think it was a smart start to my day yes. with, you know, a cup of skim milk. And so I would often have that. But if you do the math, it becomes over 25 teaspoons of sugar in your blood. Yes. And a normal blood sugar is one teaspoon yeah yeah which that is just crazy i mean it's crazy like even even though i know this stuff the way you guys wrote it out i just to see to just to see it written out like that i thought this is going to make some serious impact on people that read this well and another really important point of this number one that's one cup yeah nobody eats one cup measure out one cup of cereal put it in a bowl and you're gonna be like oh my gosh no yeah and nobody eats one cup of cereal exactly and that's 470 calories for that yes. cereal milk and banana yes and you look at the eggs and peppers i'm willing to bet that you eat that cereal and that banana and an hour and a half to two hours later you're hungry oh yeah even though you had 472 calories mm -hmm. if you eat the egg the eggs with the mushroom and the peppers and onions, it's only 190 calories and you'll probably stay full till lunch, you know, noon. Oh yeah, for sure. I, yes, absolutely. So I think Just shows how the hormone aspect of it is so important. Yes, absolutely. 
So that, I thought that was really, really good because we are definitely, um, especially in this nation, you know, we are like a grain nation. Like everybody thinks, you know, like you said, it's the food pyramid, you know, we all grew up with, you know, your, you know, however, whether it's six to 11, you know, whatever the servings is, you need this obscene amount of grains every day (laughs) that no one, no one can possibly eat like that, eat like we're told to eat and stay healthy. You just can't, I don't know how anyone could manage to do that. No. And you know, that's something else we can talk about too, is you can be skinny and diabetic. We see it all the time. Um, and that's all about, uh, filling your fat cells. And if you don't have a lot of fat cells, you still can be diabetic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We touch on that in the beginning of the the next chapter, chapter two, um, Mm -hmm. how it kind of reverses the thinking a little bit around, the main cause of metabolic syndrome and diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you're, when your fat cell, your adipose tissue, which is your storage place for your fat in your body, uh, when those cells become overstuffed and inflamed, what are they going to do? They're going to say, I can't take any more fat. Yes. So, so they start rejecting insulin, mm-hmm. saying, don't put any more fat in, into me. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you get enough of those fat cells that are inflamed, now insulin resistance is happening. Triglycerides go up in the blood. Mm-hmm. More more fat starts accumulating in the liver and pancreas, and that's metabolic syndrome. Right. And that is and that is why you can have somebody who's a hundred pounds and be a type two diabetic mm-hmm. because they don't have a lot of fat cells, mm-hmm. but they're all inflamed. And they're rejecting insulin. And then you can also have somebody who's maybe 50 pounds overweight and not diabetic because they have a lot of adipocytes, a lot of fat cells, uh, and they're not, most of them are not inflamed. Mm-hmm. So it kind of explain, you know, it explains the whole di- diabetes situation. And we're so quick to judge someone who is carrying extra weight. I mean, I did for decades and I just, really get frustrated that we judge our outward appearance thinking, oh, that person looks really healthy, even though they may not be, you know? Exactly. Yeah, and it's important to understand that source because we do get that so often of, oh, my husband, he eats he whatever, gets- he eats candy, and whatever he wants all day, and, he, and he's, you know, he's active. He's, he's, he's not overweight, so he's he's fine. Yeah. Right. Well, the kind of the common, the common, um, kind of phrase that I hear all the time is, yeah, he eats whatever he wants and never gains a pound, right? Or yeah. never yeah. gains an ounce. Like that's how we, that's how we think, you know, if they don't gain any weight, then they must be healthy. Right. <laughs> but I've dealt with so many uh, type two diabetics that were at that so-called healthy weight mm-hmm. and they ignored it for so long that they became type one also. Because oh, they wow. burnt out their pancreas and yeah. beta cells. Those beta cells. Yeah. And you know what? That's another, um, what I, in this, this, um, part of the book that you're talking about too, this is a really good explanation of all of this. And it's a really good way for people to read this and understand why it's carbohydrates that are damaging the liver and causing this fatty liver and not, because I think (laughs) people, they hear that and they think, Oh, fatty liver. That means I have to stay away from fats. And you know, it should be called carbohydrate liver. It should be, it should be called or sugar liver. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But yeah, so this is, it's really good for them to understand like insulin is the key that unlocks the cells to let the energy in. When you can't do that anymore, what's your body doing with all this? Like it, yep. it can, it's got to go somewhere. And yep. so you do such a good job in the section of, of talking about that. And right before this, uh, one of the notes that I made, I wanted to commend you guys on again is the finding the root cause of disease, your disease tree. There on page 27, and then how you go on to talk about and you the list of everything and how you talk about all that, the smoking, stress, inflammation, low nutrient density, kind of go through all of this. It's that was brilliant. I mean, just thanks. I I was inspired by Ivor Cummings. He Uh had a a little disease tree type thing in one of his slides, and I thought that's a great way to represent this because I he's an engineer as well. And so it's kind of the engineering mindset of, you know. When I would, was an electrical engineer working on circuits, if one of my outputs from that circuit was wrong, I wouldn't try to put a Band-Aid on it, on the output, and try to 
try to make it the right answer, I'd go back to the inputs and say, okay, what input is off that's causing the wrong output? Mm -hmm. right? and, and that is such a great analogy for what healthcare is today, which is nothing but band-aids on symptoms and then never looking at the root cause of the issues. And this disease tree kind of represents that, you know, the trunk of the tree is your insulin and hormone signaling. Uh, the leaves are the end result, which is cancer, metabolic disease, mm -hmm. you know, all these cardiovascular disease. Uh, and then going back to the root causes, the roots of the tree, it's your sleep, it's your stress level, sunlight, uh, yes. getting enough light, sunlight, eating, not eating too much carbs, you know, and getting your diet right. Uh, all of these things are the root causes that lead to all the dysfunction and disease at the end. So we got to go back to those root causes and fix those first. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so important too. I think it's a good illustration of how it really does start at the root of things. And, and we, we don't always know, you know, you don't always see what's happening on, you know, as you're building these roots and you're growing this tree until the tree, you know, the tree gets big and then you realize that it's diseased or it's not growing right or things are, you know, it's, it's just doesn't look like it should look because most of these diseases like type two diabetes and many of these things, they start decades before you're <laughs> yep. seeing the results. Exactly. And we talk about a little bit about how to look for the right health markers. And one of them is the craft test, which uh, is a, a way to determine your, your state of diabetes, basically. Um, that can show 10 years before you show your diabetic on the traditional tests can show that your early stage diabetes 10 years ahead of time. Wow. So it definitely is a progression over time. And another, um, talking about the progressions, another um, interesting thing when we were talking about the cereal, like you mentioned in the breakfast, the cereal with the skim milk. Well, of course, everybody's told to have skim milk because that's the that's the healthy version of milk if you're going to drink milk. Like, you know, you don't want to have the whole milk, of course. So told to have the skim milk, which is just more sugar. You've just added more to your already sugary meal. One, one of the things I thought was interesting that you guys write about um, in the book is osteoporosis and how you're talking about how um, so many women, you know, they're told they need to take vitamin D and calcium for their bone health, like especially as we're getting older. Like my mother-in-law has, you know, been told that she's at risk for osteoporosis and she's got to be on all this calcium and vitamin D and <laughs> trying to talk to her about all of this. And it's, but you know, her doctor is infallible. I mean, whatever he says, he wears the white coat, he knows yeah. all and um, she doesn't really get all my nutrition stuff. So yeah. that's hard. But I love in the book how you guys talk about, you know, but she grew up in that, like most of us did, but grew up listening to the, you know, you need milk for strong bones and, you know, milk does a body good. All that stuff has really, really um, infiltrated our society. Like you can't tell someone that milk isn't good or that milk doesn't build strong bones. Like they, you're crazy if you say that. Yeah. Yeah, most people get enough calcium in their diet without dairy. adding a bunch of dairy or adding a, adding supplements. Problem is they don't aren't able to get it to where it needs to go, and that is full, uh, facilitated by vitamin K two, which is a, a regulates calcium metabolism. It gets calcium in the bones and keeps it out of where it shouldn't be, like plaque, uh, kidney stones, etc. That's good. That's yeah. And, I, and on that, when, when you guys are talking about that, um, this is uh, page 23 and 24 for anybody that's listening and you're excited about this book. Um, <laughs> I think it was page 23 and 24. You guys were talking about, um, about the osteoporosis, but just talking about how, um, just about how the anabolic, anabolic hormones are the driver for the formation of our bones and how when we are getting all of this messed up in the way that we're eating and we're not eating the proper things, how, especially when you're a carb burner, you're a sugar burner, how your body is forced to basically yep. steal from your bones. So it's no yeah. wonder that we have a nation full of people riddled with osteoporosis. That whole starvation mode idea that is only applicable with a carbohydrate diet and a ketogenic diet, the starvation mode, you go into your fat stores, which everybody wants to happen. But, you know, when you're consuming a lot of carbohydrates, 
carbohydrates, after about two or three hours, you run out. And what you need to do is either eat or it's going to tap into your lean tissue, which is your muscles or your bones. Um, and so in the middle of the night, when you've gone two or three hours without eating, what happens? Bodybuilders know this. That's why they often wake up to eat something. Um, which if they eat keto, they wouldn't have to do that, but it does, <laughs> you know, it steals from our bones while we're eating. But not only that, if you look at the sheath of our bones, we know that they're made up of fat and not just any fat. They're made up of the demonized saturated fat that your mother-in-law's doctor probably tells her to stay away from. Oh, of course. She's even on a statin because... Oh. Oh. And what even... statins do is they lower your hormones. And mm -hmm. we know that low progesterone, which is a very common thing that uh, women deal with, especially after menopause, mm -hmm. you need progesterone to build healthy bones. Yes. And so when you're on a statin that lowers that healthy uh, hormone level even more, she's never going to rebuild her bones properly. And then she'll probably go on Boniva or those bone building uh, prescription drugs. And what those do is they put bone on top of brittle bone. So when she does take a bad fall, if she does, they're not just going to break, they're going to shatter. Yeah. It's just so the, 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 oh, it's just the lunacy of it. <laughs> Just yeah. all the, just the bad advice and the, and, and like we were just talking about with the tree, it's like all of these things that we just talked about, just one issue, right? Just one thing. We're just talking about osteoporosis and being told you need to take these supplements for osteoporosis, which you're not going to absorb anyway. And then she's taking these or she's told to drink more milk, which just yeah. compounds the problem. And so now she's. And, but she's never told, but then like you just said, then she needs more medication. Well, she's put on more medication because, yeah. you know, now she has, you know, oh, she's got a lower cholesterol. So she's put on statins. And then now, now she's even further down this rabbit hole of not being able to her body to do the things that it naturally should be able to do. If someone had just started with nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we had to do was say, cut out the carbs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Up a big part of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Get, get some good sunlight. Yes. Uh, you know, common sense sunlight, cut out the carbs and that goes a long way. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Okay. So the, the next thing I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about, which this kind of gives a good segue into is your next chapter, chapter three, is you guys are talking about how your bodies work. Again, such great info, awesome concepts. It's so easy to understand and to look at all of that. So as you're kind of thinking about all of these things, like how our bodies work and how this, this, how we're trying to um, be the best version of ourselves that we can be through eating the right uh, nutrition, getting the right diet. You know, I call this podcast Keto Lifestyle Podcast because to me, it is a lifestyle. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, I think the word diet has just been, um, it's just really diet is what you eat. I mean, that's, that's the definition of it, right? But somehow we've gotten to this place because it's so overused in the wrong way or, or the way that we think of it as a, like a negative connotation is it means, well, this is what I'm going to do for now. And right. then when I get to where I want to be, whether that's weight or, you know, whatever, then I'm going to go back to regular eating. Um, but so to me, it's a whole lifestyle. So it's not just your diet based on the nutrition you're eating, but like you just said, Craig, it's also getting outside, getting sunshine and, you know, what are you doing to help your body detox? Are you, are you grounding? Are you, you know, getting infrared sauna? Are you, you know, so what yeah. are some of the things that you guys, um, like, or that you think are good ways to kind of live this lifestyle as a whole, not just the keto diet, but everything that you think would go along with helping to make ourselves healthier and, and live longer and, and be disease free. Yeah, you know, a big, a big component of that is uh, your environment. I mean, there's, you know, the, these root causes that result in these diseases and issues, have, there's a lot of, you know, inputs to that. Mm -hmm. A big one is, you know, circadian rhythms and, and getting the right kind of light at the right time. You know, you want, during the day, you want some good, Expo you know, common sense exposure to sunlight to produce vitamin D to 
produce cholesterol sulfates in the skin, which can only be produced in the skin, which have huge health benefits. Um, but then also in the evening, you want to block out the blue light specifically, uh, especially any from any artificial lights in your home or computer screens or TVs, uh, iPhone, all of that. Um, you want to block that blue light out because that helps that circadian rhythm helps you to sleep and produce melatonin. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that part of it is very important, you know, in, in our environments in general. I mean, what do people do today? They, they wear shoes with rubber soles. They get in their car and they sit in a car. They sit in a windowless office with fluorescent lighting all day. Never touching the earth. Never touch the earth. Never get any good sunlight. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and these, things, a- these things are free. You know, that's one of the things that's great about, yes. you know, the prescription for healthier, getting some sunlight. That's free. Right. Grounding to the earth. That's free. Eating this way is just a shifting of ingredients and choices. A lot of clients find they spend less money on food. Mm-hmm. And so we live in an environment where we're at a very comfortable temperature now. We have air conditioning and we have heat. We are never cold and we are never hot. Mm-hmm. And it's very important to get into cold therapy. Um, I mean, we've been doing this for a long time, but now there's hospitals out there with you know that you can go and make yourself be cold. The, cryotherapy. the cryotherapy right. hospitals, but we have a bathtub outside that has cold water running to it, and we can do ice baths. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and but. That's you know, so if you think about it, we used to be yeah. in an environment where it was cold in the wintertime and it was very hot in the summertime. We didn't have air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're always at that comfortable, what, 72 degrees. Yeah. So it's just something to think about the, yes. the activation of brown fat with mm-hmm. um, getting into that cold therapy is huge. Yeah, I do. I have started doing the cryotherapy. Well, started. I've started doing it several months ago, but I love doing that. But in my in my home, my kids are always complaining or when we have guests come over because I keep our heat set at like 65 in the winter. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty chilly when you're <laughs> Um, you know, it's yeah. not, but I don't like the, ext- you know, I don't like that 72 degrees all year round kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm outside, I walk in the winter, um, don't put on a ton of layers. I'll, I do go outside and, and ground to the earth in the winter. Yeah. Um, it's cold, <laughs> but yeah. I feel like, yeah, you, we need to get out and do some of those things. Like we have a little, um, we live in, I, I feel like I'm kind of in a cage sometimes, but we live in a suburban, very suburban area. You know, I got, I, you know, neighbors all around and little plot of land, but I grew up on a farm. And so that's what I am at heart. I'm a farm girl. You know, I want to be out in the, in the environment and I want to be, you know, I want to yeah. be, be out mucking stalls and, you know, being out on the farm, doing some labor and some work. So we recently, um, actually got a, a little, we bought a little river property, some land and a little cottage that's on a river here where we live. And we spend as much time out there with the kids as we can just playing in the river and, you know, working on the land. We're cutting trails through the woods, um, you know, to, to just get out there and just be outside. Because I I told Derek, I said, I I feel like I'm going crazy here. Like I want my kids outside. Like they're supposed to be like, get dirty and, yeah. You know, yeah. heaven forbid you don't wash your hands before you eat. Or- oh, I know, right? Oh, boy. And my mom was always so picky of that. And right after we got back from Ethiopia, I was like, Mom, I watched them eat off of the ground. Like, just yeah. chill out, yeah, right? I know. Well, and at school, like, I I made this, um, I made for each of my kids, like, a homemade quote unquote hand sanitizer, which is not a hand sanitizer, but I made them this hand sanitizer with, um, with essential oils and, and whatnot to take to school with them. And I, because I had been at a couple of classroom parties and realized that every time they do a classroom party, the teacher walks around the room and squirts alcohol, say hand sanitizer in all the kids' hands and makes them, and I'm like, oh, like they're killing the good bacteria that these kids need on their hands. It's no wonder everybody's sick all the time. Yep. It's just so backwards. So I told my kids, I sent it with them and my little ones, I sent a note and said, here's their hand sanitizer. Please do not use 
that Perel or whatever you're using yeah. on them, please let them use this. Right. Yeah, Good gosh. for you because that's, you touched on the fatty liver. Yes. What people don't realize they're so, even if they are on this keto wool way of eating and they understand that it is a carbohydrate liver or sugar liver, not a fatty liver. Uh -huh. um, what, and, and they're so focused on what they put in their body. They don't realize what they're putting on their skin Yes. gets absorbed into their bloodstream even faster and goes right to the liver for filtration and causing that damage. Mm -hmm. And so when people come to me with a thyroid disorder, if it is in fact a T4 not converting to T3 that's, properly, that happens problem. in the liver. That does yes. not happen in the thyroid. And so looking at that, if someone has depression, anxiety, looking at if they do in fact have a fatty liver is very important and i now see a lot of teenagers with fatty liver they're not drinking alcohol they're drinking gatorade they're drinking sodas they're swimming in excessive chlorinated pools and all of that that really affects our liver health yes absolutely that's i'm really glad you brought that up that's a, a really great point yeah, it's just all about you trying to it's it's hard. You know, I feel like people, you know, definitely kind of feel like they get overwhelmed because there's so much to think about, but I think if we just try to look at it as let's just go back to basics. Like just yeah. you know, just try to think very ba like we don't, you know, all it's like the more stuff we have and the more yep. things we get and we have to be involved in all this stuff. It's like the more complicated our lives become, the more complicated our health becomes that, yep. you know, we weren't intended to be to live like this. No. And just think of it as baby steps. I mean, we have changed so much. I'm grateful that we changed together. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was baby steps for us. Yeah. It took us, you know, years to change over our bathroom pantry. Um, and, you know, when we were forced to move, like seeing all this stuff that I didn't realize I still had, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, look how far we've come. Um, but it is freeing that I don't have to go to those, you know, like Target and drop a hundred bucks on lotions and, you know, all of this chemical sunscreen and all of that stuff that it feels very freeing. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and it feels like there's a lot of marketing lies that, like you said, your mother-in-law just believes, you know, right. yeah. I, I hope I, she doesn't I, listen. <laughs> no, she probably, she, she probably will. And I love her. She is amazing. She's, I hit the jackpot of mother-in-laws. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. No, I really, I really did. She's, um, she's the sweetest woman alive and I love her so much. And it's what makes me so mad is, you know, she just, she just, she just believing the lies. I mean, it's. Oh, just, we, yeah. Craig's dad, he is on a statin and mm -hmm. he believes his, the white lab coat. Exactly. Because, you know, we, my, my husband and I say this all the time, you cannot be a prophet in your own hometown, you know, even no. Jesus couldn't. So it's like, you can't mm -hmm. tell, you know, you can't tell people these things that know you, but yeah. you could go to another town and tell people that have no idea who you are and they'll just hang on every word. But people that know you're like, you don't know. Oh. I mean, you're just Jessica. I mean, I, you're just my daughter-in-law. Like my daughter said. <laughs> my parents thought I was crazy until Dr. Oz started saying some of the things I right. was like type with Alzheimer's and type three mm -hmm. diabetes. I was crazy when I was saying that. But then Dr. Oz said it one day and, oh, I'm brilliant. <laughs> yes. Well, the, at least you got a little bit of the credit for being brilliant. I've actually had family members have conversations with me and cite something that like Dr. Oz or somebody said. And I oh. thought, oh my gosh, like I just told you that like last month. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Bummer. like they never even heard me say it. They, it was like it was brand new information to them. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. So, oh, well, that's, we just got to keep fighting the good fight. <laughs> yep. So, well, I am, am not going to keep you guys any longer. I want to be respectful of your time and wrap up here. But um, could I, just in closing here, could I have you guys tell people where they can find you and, um, you know, just kind of how they can get a hold of you or follow you if you're on Instagram, Facebook, all those types of things. I know you have a blog. Yeah, our blog is mariamindbodyhealth.com. And there you can get tons of free recipes and nutritional advice and tips and information. You can also access our different packages and supplement plans that we put out there. 
Uh, we also have a support site, which is great. It's a subscription site. Um, there's tons of recipes. You can use our meal planner to make meal plans and grocery lists. There's tons of support all the way up to at certain levels. You can be on weekly webinars with Maria and I to get all your questions answered. That's at keto-adapted.com. And, of course, you can follow Maria, uh, Maria Emmerich on Instagram or C. Emmerich for me on Instagram mm-hmm. or Maria Emmerich on Twitter. And then on Facebook, we're Keto Adapted uh, on Facebook. That's great. Yeah, and Maria has a great – I just recently started following you, Craig, but but uh, I – so I, can't, I don't know much about your Instagram, but Maria <laughs> has an amazing Instagram. So if you guys are not following her yet, you need to get out there and follow her. She's always posting great things, and I love all the pictures of your family and oh, thanks. that you post on there and stuff like that. So that's it's always fun. I think it's great to see the personal side of people and just see that, you know, we, we really are all in this together, and everybody just – you know, we just want the best for everybody out there. Absolutely. You know, yeah. It's it's a grassroots effort. I feel like the more, the more we know, you know, it reminds me of growing up, you know, and as a kid, they had those commercials that said, the more, you know, yeah, I remember <laughs> those, you know, mm-hmm. little public service announcements. And I feel like it really is. I mean, the more we're educated, the more people are talking about this. Um, and even a lot of it isn't the best information. Sometimes it gets, you know, mixed up or somebody has a different opinion of how things should go. But if we can just be directing people in the general right direction, hopefully they'll be able to get to some of this really good information and really begin to change their lives for the better. Absolutely. That's great. So thank you guys so much for being on here today. It was really great to talk to you. Thank you so much, Jessica. Have a great day. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. So guys, I hope you really enjoyed that episode and listening to a little bit from Craig and Maria Emmerich. And um, like we talked about, this book is releasing on January 9th, and uh, you can go out there and pre-order yours today. It is an excellent book. It's a super easy read. It makes complete sense. It is just such a good, I wish I had this book a year ago when I started this this lifestyle. So I urge you to go out and get your copy today. And I will be doing a giveaway through my Instagram and my Facebook page and this podcast um, for a, a couple of Maria's books, actually. But um, one of them specifically will be this new keto book that they have got coming out. So, um, so stay tuned for that. I'll let you know when I have more information on that. And before I go today, I did get, I've had a few, um, uh, podcast episodes, or I'm sorry, podcast episodes. I've had a few uh, reviews come in, and I was going to try and uh, read at least one of those today if I can. So if I can get to this real quick, I thought I had it pulled up. Of course, this is what happens. I think I have things pulled up, and I'm all ready to go. And then when I <laughs> when I'm ready to do it, they're not there. So it's I'm sure it's my fault because I. Um, these, I, like I've told you guys a million times, I get so mixed up on all these, um, uh, you know, all this social media stuff. But one thing I do want to uh, talk about while I'm bringing that up is I am really backlogged on emails and messages, guys. So I am checking to see if people are responding about the group um, sessions. And so I am tucking those away into a folder, but if it's an email on anything else, I am just really backlogged in regards to being able to return messages. So if you've sent me something in the last couple of weeks and haven't got a response back yet, I am very sorry. I'm working on that as quick as I can. So just hang in there. And if it's something that required a response, and even if it's not, I really try to respond to everybody. Um, even if it's just briefly, but just um, just hang in there and I'll try to get to you. So um, let me read the uh, feedback I'm going to read to you today. And again, some of this stuff has, um, I get these and then somehow they, they disappear and I don't, um, I don't know where they go or I'm not able to see all of them. I've got a ton of reviews now um, from you guys. I really appreciate it. A ton more than I'm actually able to see. So I don't know why they they do that on iTunes. But anyway, today I'm going to read you um, 
This one on uh, from Rocking Midlife. It's a five-star review, and it says, awesome keto info where whether you're... Um, and that's all. Let's me see. So it says, I love this podcast. It's so informative yet down to earth and easy to understand. Whenever I listen to Jessica and her husband, Derek, I feel like I'm sitting down in the cafe somewhere with them and their old friends. I've learned so much and yet I never feel like they run out of topics to talk about or that I can't learn from them. I love how compassionate she is and how understanding she is that people have hectic lives but still want to feel their best. They share not only nutrition content, but also has how to live your best life with regard to managing stress, family, etc. They share personal family stories, recipes, ideas, etc. I live across the world as a military spouse and listen to every show. I've even saved some. I have shared the podcast with many friends who are tired of the standard American diet and feel like crap. I will continue to listen to Jessica and hope her and Derek continue to educate people about this awesome lifestyle and how it can work for their families too. Thank you so much for that feedback, um, that review. I love that. I really appreciate it. It really, really helps me to know that you guys are getting something out of this podcast and it just, it's just awesome. It just really helps me, um, be able to do this every week and feel like I am actually talking, like there's actually people listening and getting something out of this. So, and that's my whole goal for this guys. I just want to help you. I, I realize not everybody can do coaching. Not everyone, um, knows where to go with this. I mean, I really think in the long run, if you can do coaching, whether it's with me or someone else that understands, uh, nutrition and how much it can help you in your life, um, just in general, your health and, and any of your health goals, um, I think it's great if you can do that. Uh, and really, I believe, you know, looking forward to 2018, you know, try to make that a priority to make your health yourself, make that a priority. And part of that could be hiring a coach. So wherever you find that coach, um, I think that that would be really helpful to you and benefit you more than you know. It can be so great to just have somebody to feel like it's kind of holding your hand, helping to guide you when you have those questions that you need answers to. They're there to answer those. You know, I'm, I'm there for my one-on-one -on -one clients. I can answer questions for them um, through email and whatever. And, and that's what makes it difficult for me to be able to get back to everyone that sends me emails and questions through social media, um, through listening to this podcast because I do prioritize my coaching clients and there's only so many hours in the day. And of course, I need to spend some of those hours with my family, which is my one thing. That's my number one uh, priority is my family. But um, but so, you know, if you can if you can have somebody to work with you so that these questions that you're answering, you know, it's not doing you much good when you're sending them to me and I can't get back to you for a week or two weeks or longer in some instances. And, and so, um, you know, I apologize for that. And then it's also hard for me, you know, as a coach, I work with um, clients. I I'm working with them one-on-one -on -one and I know their medical history and I know the things that they're struggling with and what they're going through. So a lot of the questions that I get asked, I can't answer because I would need to know more specifics about your background. So um, I typically let people know that when I respond um, that, that I'm not, I know that I apologize. I'm not able to help more, but I do love to do this. And I, I love that at least you're getting this, uh, through my podcast and through other great keto podcasts out there and health and nutrition podcasts that you at least can get some information to give you a foundation, like a basis to work from. And, uh, if you, you know, kind of enjoy trying to figure this stuff out and, and, uh, and, working toward a, a better health for yourself that you can do that through so many resources that are out there today. So I think this is really great. Uh, Maria and Craig are two of those incredible resources. So I really hope that you'll tap into them. They have vast knowledge in health, nutrition, wellness. So, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking to you guys next week. Have a wonderful rest of your week and have a great new year, guys. When I am back with you next episode, it will be a brand new year. So that is super exciting. And I'm really looking forward to 2018. All right, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed what we share with you today and are looking forward to the next episode.